Hello everyone and welcome again to another Teacher Joseph podcast. Well, today we want to talk a little bit more about motivation and also our motives for learning. There's an English proverb that says a fountain can rise no higher than its source, which means that uh, if you decide to do something, your thinking behind that thing will determine how successful you're going to be at it. So when it comes to learning a language, you can't really just make this a selfish motive. One of the reasons for that is because language, by its very definition, needs many people to share it. It's a language. It's a tool for communication. And you can't really do that alone. It needs to be shared somehow. Now, I'm not saying that you need to lower it to a commodity and pay lots and lots of money to a teacher, but I do mean that your general philosophy about learning a language can't just be about you and the language. It has to involve other people. You know, there's places in the world where when you learn English, you learn rules. You're handed a grammar book and you're told, okay, this is English, you pay money, you get these rules. That might be useful for those people who are starting out or also those people who are academically minded, but is not at all useful for people who want to talk. I've met many students from Asia, for example, who know all the rules, who know everything about English. They could tell you immediately what a present perfect is or a passive voice, but ask them to give you a whole sentence and you hear only silence and eh, 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 small words coming together. Whereas if you start talking immediately and put away the rules, you very quickly can become very fluent. But to do that, you need someone to talk to. Now, let me just give you uh, some examples of this because I, I want to share something with you which I think is very important. When I was in my 20s, I really, really struggled with depression. And that's something which stayed with me for many years. Now, many of you might not believe that because these days I'm a very happy, cheerful man. But uh, when I was younger, I really, really had those dark clouds hanging over me. And they stopped me really moving forward for many years, especially with language learning, because I couldn't understand why I was not getting anywhere. The doctors simply told me, oh, it's depression. You have to take medication for that. It's just like any other health condition. It's chemicals in your brain. And... I said, well, actually, no, <laughs> I am having very bad moods, but I think it's more related to my environment, 
which is a little bit toxic because I'm expected to, I mean, I was only in my 20s, but I told the doctor, I'm expected to um, give this world uh, children, make it happy, and whether I'm successful or not uh, is only determined if I have a big house, if I have a big car, that seems to be the pressure that's on me. And that's not the kind of life that I want. So that's what's causing my dark moods. It's not really to do with chemicals in my brain. And of course, the doctor's answer was, no, you take the pills or at the very best, you know, you can see a therapist. And I'm thinking, well, no, <laughs> this this isn't... The, the kind of approach that I want to take. So anyway, I took the pills for some years and I noticed that the doctor didn't even want to see me. He just kept giving me these pills. And I thought, you know what? This isn't the kind of life that I want. Taking pills for something like depression is making things worse because it was numbing my mind, you know? Anyway, that's when I discovered this principle about giving as well as receiving. Now, this might sound like something quite normal for you, but it certainly wasn't for me. I didn't know that in order to be successful at a particular thing, it's not just about taking as much as you can and trying to build that thing. It's actually about giving. How does that work with language learning? Well, it means that you don't hold the philosophy that throwing money at a teacher makes your English better. It means that you give as well as getting. So, for example, these are just examples of how you could apply this. The English that you know already you could build a blog to share that with other people. Even your learning process and the sentences that you write down, you could simply make them public on a blog so that everyone can see your progress. Other examples of giving when you're learning could be to surround yourself with friends from that particular culture, in your case, an English culture. English people are never far away from pubs. And I'm sure there's an English pub near you. Start going there. Start socializing there. If you can't find an English pub, choose an Irish one. You'll definitely get a good welcome if you go there. If you don't drink, join an English-speaking club. But you have to put yourself in a position where you're going to be giving something. For example, if you live in Spain, I'm sure you'll be able to find a language exchange partner, someone who's trying to learn Spanish, you're trying to learn English, and you can help each other. That's a very different thing from paying 20 pounds or 20 euros to talk to a teacher. But the idea of giving and receiving is much bigger than language is. And once I had discovered 
this principle and applied it in other areas of my life, language learning actually became much easier. Let me give you an example. So, if I'm walking on the street and I see a bag of rubbish that's fallen out of the bin or a bin that's fallen over, I could walk past it and say, well, that's not my problem. The government can pick that up or whoever's bin that belongs to in the middle of the streets. It's not my problem. But as I started responding to those kind of things, my life actually got brighter because I was seeing that the more I do for other people, rather than just demanding that they serve me, the happier I became. Now, I'm going to give you a few more meaningful examples rather than the rubbish in the streets, okay? So I remember when I moved to Spain, I was in a coffee shop one day and somebody came and started talking to me in English. It was just a young guy. He was talking about music for a few minutes. He saw I was English. He said, hello, how are you? Welcome. Um, and he told me he was learning English. He was very happy. He left. I went to pay for my coffee. And the woman told me, oh, the man you were talking to, he's already paid for your coffee. So uh, don't worry about it. Then I remember when I was in Dublin, living there for some time as well, I went to buy some theater tickets. And for some reason, I don't know why, uh, the woman gave me the tickets. And just at that moment, I went to pay. She said, oh, don't worry, just take them. It's, it's absolutely fine. And I'm thinking, have I grown up in a culture that really is so selfish where we don't do these things? And so I started to practice them talking to people in coffee shops that I didn't know, paying for their coffee. And these random acts of kindness, as I understand that they're called, um, became very common for me. And I noticed that during COVID, people here started doing the same thing. They would go to McDonald's, to the drive through and pay for the food for the person behind them. And it started off uh, as something which just some Americans would do. And then this habit became something fairly common, at least during COVID. And what I realized is that for my mental health and also to contribute to this principle of giving and receiving, I really had to be more open to giving without an expectation that someone is just going to serve me a language, whether I was paying them or not. And once I started doing this regularly, I discovered that it makes me happy. That's one of the reasons why doing podcasts every day isn't a problem for me, because not only do I enjoy doing them, but I understand that it's absolutely necessary for me to find ways to contribute to other people, which doesn't cost me anything, but makes people happy and helps them. 
My point in telling you all of this, okay, is that if you really are struggling to get motivated to learning anything, I want you to take a moment just to step back from English and to think, what am I giving in learning? Am I helping a language exchange partner with my native language? Am I able to do something today which is some kind of free will act which will bring joy to another person whether they know about it or not? It could even be something simple and personal like deciding to give 10 euros to a charity that you like. But when you do those things, you'll get a buzz inside. And the more you do these random acts of kindness, you'll soon find that your mood changes. And when it comes to learning, you'll happily be welcoming people in to learn with. And that's a really different thing from buying a grammar book and sitting in a room alone expecting that book to teach you. If you ask any successful businessman, he will tell you that he's discovered this idea of giving and receiving. For some people, it doesn't come naturally. It takes a lot of effort. But when you do it, you're essentially inviting the good in. And you begin to see the world from a little bit of a different perspective. The older generations really had grasped this idea. And let me explain. So I remember when I really was in a very depth of depression, I was waking up in the morning with this black cloud hanging over my mind. One day, I asked my grandmother, I said, how are you able to wake up so happy all the time? You wake up, you get out of bed, you seem to have this big joy. Even making tea seems to be an act of love for you. How do you do that? And her answer was very simple. If you want to wake up happy, go to bed that way. I never really understood what she meant by that. But in looking back, I think what she was saying was that the more you do during the day, which makes other people happy and gives you that buzz inside, you can go to bed with a very clear mind of what you've achieved. Not achieved by putting your nose inside the book, but achieved by feeling that you've done something nice for society or for people around you. A few days ago, I was in a clothes shop and I noticed that uh, the trousers that I wanted to buy, all of them were lying on the floor. They'd fallen off the rails. And so I started to lift all of them up and put them back to where they should be. I noticed two women standing behind me and they started to laugh. And one of them said, why would you do that? There's, there's people who work here 
who get paid to do these things. And I had to explain, I'm not doing this for the store. I'm doing it for me because it makes me happy. And besides, if I do it, then someone else doesn't have to do it. They looked kind of sheepish and they walked away. I don't really think they got what I was trying to say. But my point is, the more good you do, the more good you're going to see. And it does come back to you. I don't mean in some monetary or selfish way. But when you do pay for someone's coffee, or you do pick up that thing that's lying in the store, it motivates you to do other things. And when it comes to learning, maybe something that you're not in the mood for, it becomes quite joyful, especially if you involve other people. You might be surprised just how much random acts of kindness can affect other areas of your life, including learning. So I recommend you try it. I don't mean that you have to rush out and tidy up the garden or, or tidy up rubbish. Perhaps that's an extreme example. But just to remain open that as much as you give, that's as much as you're going to get, especially with language learning. Language can't exist alone. It needs the whole world to share it. And so the quicker you can get talking, expressing yourself with somebody else, the easier it's going to be.